yeah, that's why we're here, brother. So I just appreciate you having me on to get some stuff done. No, I appreciate you doing this as well, considering, uh, I said, that business as well. But of course, as what we're building up to in a matter of days. But first things first, yes. I just want to check in. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Great, man. Woke up in sunny California. So I, there's worse places to wake up. There's worse places to be. Um, beautiful out right now. It's 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 uh, low 60s. Um, it's sunny. I'm about to get some coffee after this interview, have some food. And then the band is, uh, we have a day off today. So we're going to head to uh, an LA Clippers game. And that should be pretty rad. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Because I wanted to ask as well, generally then, because we are two days, effectively two days away from the release of the self-titled album, how is the yeah. everyone in the band doing at the moment? Great, man. Everybody is very excited about, you know, the, the, the two days leading up to it. You know, obviously there's lots of there's lots of uh, um, excitement and, and, and bubble guts of everybody getting ready to to have this thing out into the world. So everyone's very excited. Everyone's in in, uh, in good spirits. The tour has, that we're on right now has been great. So um can't complain, man. Everyone is very happy. Um, and then we're just ready to get this thing out and enjoy uh, enjoy the ride. In the the live the live shows you've been doing, the new stuff that you've debuted and put out there, how has that been going down with the listeners? It's been going great. Um, you know, we uh, we curated a, a very uh, diverse set of old and new material to kind of make sure that you know the fans that were coming out to the to see some of the old stuff. You know, we wanted to keep them happy and, and give them that that nostalgia love and, and and play some old stuff. But to see the new songs, to see people who are primarily old fans still singing the new songs has, has been really great. It's been it's, it's a killer feeling to know that all the OG uh, FTFD fans that have been around are also uh, being very open, open and, and, and receptive to the new stuff. Um, we've also noticed lots of new faces, which has also been killer. You know, we've, we've had fans that have come up to us and, and said, I just found out about you guys uh, this summer from the singles, you know, so to, to be a band as long as we have and still have people coming up to us and saying, I just found out about you guys because of your new material is is a really cool feeling man you know some some people that that might offend them like oh you've never heard of my band but mm. us, we're like yeah. like yes that's that's great you know new faces new fans new, you know uh new heights so it, it's all been uh very uh positive out here and the new songs are they're going well man it's it's great to play them live it feels great that's incredible it, it's a bit i love that you've got that feeling towards new fans of course because only need me that's a major part of the goal you do want to please uh, those that have been with you on the long journey that you right. guys have been on, but you know, new people, people that were maybe very young when the first record was first released have grown up and now right. come across you. That's amazing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the record is our, for our debut album. So some of these fans have been, you know, listening to us for 15 some years and we're, we have fans in the crowd that are like, Hey, I just found out about you guys, you know, last year or six months ago or a couple years ago and i'm like oh that's that's awesome and you know i can tell they're younger so i'm all well, how old are you and uh you know we've gotten a few i'm 18 or i'm 20 i'm like so when our first record came out you were three three <laughs> years <you>. old <laughs> so it's a mind it's it's a trip sometimes you know but we were really young when we wrote that you know we were 18 19 years old when our first record came out so mid 30s now so we're not too old but it's yeah. still when someone tells you they were three when your album came out it, it's a it's a it's a reality check that time is moving 
Yeah, yeah, you are right on that. It's not about being an old uh, band, as it were, but it is like, oh, wow, we have done this body work over this period yeah. of time, and we are, Absolutely. time is moving forward, as you say. Mm. Particularly then, going along the stages as we work towards a build to this release, have you felt any pressure to deliver on expectations? Because having heard the record, it is mm. such a confident-sounding release. It feels like there is no pressure at all here. There was no pressure in writing it. There was, there was, I mean, as far as we, we, we were very, um, there was a very clear path of what we wanted to achieve with this record. Mm -hmm. The most pressure I would say um, was, was kind of with me internally. Um, this is, this is, you know, my, my first album singing. I've never sang on a record before. I've only been clean singing for maybe two years. So I kind of went into the, the recording process just just kind of blind i guess in a way it's like, what is how is this gonna i know i can you know i know i can do it but once you're there and you're in the studio and you're you're putting pen to paper and you're and you're tracking these songs it's kind of like a well here we go there's no mm -hmm. you know there's no turning back now kind of thing and um yeah the, the, there was a, a little bit of, of pressure in that aspect i guess um for me just for me to be able to deliver um, it, and then in turn, live as well, you know, like you can go into the studio and you can do this stuff. You have time, you can go back, you know, let me redo it again. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. And let me try it this way, you know, and you can get that. Recording is a little easier to find that, but live is a whole nother beat, you know, like mm. when that part's coming up, you better be able to nail it. You know what I mean? Well, considering that pressure that you put under yourself and you felt singing on this record as you said what what preparations did you do to kind of get yourself into a more positive mindset into doing it um you know as long as i've been doing this the one thing that you know i really helped with not being too overwhelmed was that i have great vocal control you know i've, I've been i've, I've through screaming and, and pitch screaming and, and you know different layers of my my voice I've been able to feel very confident in that space that I know when it comes to any sort of heavy or harsh vocals, this is easy. This is easy. So yeah. that gave me uh, a, a kind of a heads up to, to learn how to sing while I didn't have any vocal lessons. It was, it was still something that I knew. Well, I, I'm very good at being a, a chameleon with my voice. I can tr do lots of different styles. So if I can just translate that, into singing and find the right timbre and the right tone the rest of it'll come it's just finding again finding that control because i don't i didn't have the vocal control confidence and clean singing that i have with, with screaming so it's just kind of relearning it's, it's it's kind of going back and retracing my steps of okay how did i do this when i was doing this record or screaming mm. on this like how are we gonna translate that to clean vocals and um there was there was all sorts of challenges because um you know every song is is different i, I approach the clean singing in each song differently there's there's songs that are in completely different keys than others there's some that come very natural for me that are in a much lower timbre or there's songs that are very high that i was like whoo that's hard to hit you know but we didn't some of these songs were just they were we just wrote the songs without keeping in mind that like hey if we're gonna sing on this part this this mm -hmm. key and the song is a little harder to hit but that was good for me it was good to have that challenge of well you can sit we know you can sing in that, that lower key but here's something that is out of your range how you how are you going to do it how are you going to get there and um 
again, it goes right back to um, making it work, finding ways to reach that uh, that that key to to make it sound good. And, and you know, everything that came out through the record, um, in my opinion, is is is, is pretty passable. So I, I was very pleased with how we got there. Did the rest of the guys in the band or people in your personal life work quite nicely as sounding boards for whether you were, well, perhaps if there was a tone or a particular vocal delivery that you didn't feel super confident on that you were able to and play to them or friends and family and say, no, no, this is nailed or this, what needs to be improved and so on. Absolutely. Like, so all the guys in the band are all singers as well. Guitarists, drummer, bassists, vocal, like all, all of our guys, all of our guys all sing. So, being able to bounce that off them and say, how do you think I should approach this? There's no egos here. You know what I mean? Like some, some guys are like, I'm going to do it on my own. And it's not, I'll figure it out. Like it, this is a team. This is a group. This is a collective where you need to be able to bounce off. If you can't bounce off ideas and, um, you know, doubts and your internal team, you know, what do you really have? So the fact that I've had the support that I, I have in my internal uh, group with, with the band and then even our producers, you know, um, to bounce ideas off them and, and doing rewrites, you know, the, the, um, doing the, um, all the vocals, we tracked all of that and did all the vocal production with a close friend of mine, um, DL Laskowitz, who sings for the band Bad Wolves. Um, so we did all the stuff there and, and him being one of my, my closest friends, it was easy for him to say, Hey man, like, that's not it. Let's try it this way. Let's try it this way. And him being the singer songwriter that he is, you know, I, I can, mm. I can, confidently say like okay i trust his 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 judgment and same with the band you know like for them to help me they all have picked it up even live there's stuff that live it's easier for me if i'm if i'm doing a full screaming line into a singing line you know i'll have one of the guys pick up um a chunk of a verse or a, a chunk of a chorus so um as far as that goes and, and then the team and family and friends and producers everyone has has been uh extremely supportive and, and it's it's really helped me feel confident uh in the vocalist uh that i am uh now when you kind of first put music out from this album the build-up and the singles and so on did, did you kind of watch that space quite carefully as a, as a confidence get to see the reaction from the listeners on the youtube comments and so on because it's been predominantly positive all the way up to this point yeah, um, you know that first that first song was a doozy because every, mm -hmm. you know, everyone haven't heard a, uh, haven't heard anything new from us in almost five years, and uh, and then we come out with uh, what if and what if is what if is even a different track for the record, let alone our entire catalog. So to come out with a song like what if that has like some kind of flow and rhyme and and and, and uh, big choruses, it was a very low tempo song. It was a very slow song. So to put that out as our first mm. track that people have heard in five years was I've, 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 <laughs> I've heard people say it was very jarring, you know, like, um, <laughs> but that, that was the point, man. You know, we just wanted to, if you come out safe, I don't know what's there to talk about. What's there to talk about if you're being safe. So mm. we were like, okay, this is a good song. Uh, it's a great song. And, um, how are how are we gonna get people to really like say like okay what the hell is going on here good or bad yeah. and um we 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 saw what if as as being that track to um to kind of to to lead with and we've had like you said lots of positive stuff lots of wow like I didn't know Chad was a singer I didn't know he could sing or I didn't know the band had this much texture I 
I didn't know they could do this style of music or this is awful or <laughs> every aspect of it, good, bad, in between. You know what I mean? It, it's all part of the game. You can't have success without love and hate. And um, you can't have success without critics. And it's you just have to fully embrace what you're doing, believe in it, and be genuine. And mm. everything else from there will follow suit. You know what I mean? So um, the fans overall have been great. You're going to have people that say, you know, play the old stuff. And, and that's cool. Um, and we will. You know, yep. we, we got a, a, a large catalog. We still will play some old stuff. But um, uh, all in all, it's, it's been a very uh, positive um enlightening experience uh with this new stuff it has and i'm really glad that you feel that as well because you, you know i i spend a little time cursory going through your comments and stuff just trying to get an overall view out of my bubble in the uk of what perhaps sure. the rest of the world feels sure. as well so it's been really really heartening to see that particularly as i think people now are beginning to understand what the vision was um behind this record when you first started off, going all the way back then, did you have a clear vision for what you wanted the overall record to be? Or was that something that grew later? Um, it started out with a, a very clear idea of what, what, where we wanted to go with it. And like I, I've said, um, I knew that this record was a record where I really needed to, to be the guy. I needed mm. to step up. I needed to be the guy. I needed to, to be the best that I've ever been with screaming i needed to be the best that i've ever been with my flow and, and and all that i needed to be the best i've ever been being a first time singer i needed to come out uh batting 100 you know and and i took a lot of time to dial in that um personally to get to where i wanted to be the best version of myself um <clears throat> the music then helped it was tailored to kind of fit what I was trying to achieve in the, in the earlier songs. Mm. And then as we progressed, we were kind of finding that identity of, well, this works. And this is, let's do a song like this. This is okay. This is fun. This is, <clears throat> this fits what we're trying to do. So in the earlier uh, bits of it, it was trying to tailor some of these songs to what I was trying to achieve with all of these new vocal styles. <clears throat> Once we found out, you know, that I was able to do this stuff. And it was, we were, we were felt as if, okay, we're really on something here. Like this is, this is the best music, the most progressive music the band has ever written. Uh, let's continue to follow suit with that. And and the songs now were kind of I, giving themselves their own identity, you know? Mm. And, and then it wasn't strictly just written to my vocals. We were writing songs that were like, okay, well, this is just a, like without you. Is it just a slower uh three four temp or three four time signature song it came in 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 the fourth quarter while we were in the studio um and it's it's the main single of the record it's 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 mm -hmm. the it's the track we're leading with off this record and the reason it was able to be that is because we had a very clear identity of what we were doing with the record now so that song that came in last minute fits like a glove because we had a very clear distinction of this is what this record uh, aesthetically sounds like, and this fits the mold, and and this is what we would like to do. So, um, absolutely started out, um, you know, uh, to tailored to my new style of vocals and, and to complement what I was doing. And as time progressed, um, the the record uh, found its own identity in in all those songs that came after. How did you? 
back then as well, particularly Taylor, or should I say curtail um, the early experimentation that you had going on. You describe and say, talking about trying to fit your vocal style, but obviously that involves so much experimentation and then eventually it settles down yeah. and you changed how you're doing that. But of course the end result, and you've touched upon it yourself, is an experimental album to a degree. It is very much still for the fallen dreams. And you can Absolutely. hear that in many moments. Um, but kind of calming the experimentation down or getting to a point where you were like, yep, yeah, okay, this is as far as we're going to push the limit. Did you did you have that moment? And how did you get there? there was, well, there was never a moment that we were going to say, this is as far as we're going to push the limit. There was right. never any clear distinction of what we weren't or were going to do. Everything, all bets were off. Whatever made, whatever we wanted to do, we did. You know, And I think that's very clear. And if you listen to our first record and then you listen to this album, it's like, okay, they went from you know, being a very heavy, moshy, melodic metalcore band to there's a 20 second long guitar solo. <laughs> so but that's, that's what, you know, as you said, that's one of the things where we just, all bets were off. Um, as far as the experimentation to get there, to, to for me to feel as tailoring those songs to what I was trying to do, <clears throat> having multiple producers, hands in the pot, absolutely helped having a few outside writers to work with our internal team where it wasn't just me and, and Jim or me and Damon or me and Mark. Like we had a, a very large group of, of guys and outside writers and uh, outside producers that we've worked with in the past that we trust to come in and write songs with us. Um, and that absolutely helped with finding some of that identity um, because having outside ears to be like, well, guys, I know the songs you have, but here's some stuff that I, I have in my head that kind of fits what you guys are doing. Why don't we try this? Mm. And having outside producers doing that <clears throat> helped us open up more, helped us be like, okay, well, we trust this guy. We've worked with this guy. This is something that kind of, it works. And we can kind of tailor this to, to now the record or myself. So we got to skip a lot of wasted time of just one or two guys going through 20 to 25 songs we had outside ears of guys that we've worked with and that we, and that we trust to kind of help tailor uh, certain parts, whether it be just a verse or just a chorus or even a guitar solo, you know, having, having that really helped move the process along a lot quicker. Is it fair to say, even though, is it fair to say that even though there was a lot of experimentation, regardless of that, the fruitfulness of the sessions um, resulted in, not a lot ending up on the cutting room floor, that what we get on the album, the new album, the self-titled album, is pretty much what you started out and aimed to get? Absolutely. That, and that was a big part of this record. We we wanted every song to be able, for us to be able to go in and say, this can be a single. This can be a single. This can be a single. That, you know, that's hard to do. And, and it's a great problem to have. And that mm. was one of the things, you know, we've had, we've had songs on other records and, and where I, even myself, you know, have said, eh, that song's okay. Eh, sure, it's not my favorite. Let's just, let's move on. It's it's in, it's on the record. And that is the mentality that we moved away from. And, and I moved away from um, out of the gate. I did not want to have any song that I wasn't completely 100% happy with. So every song that is on the record is 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 one that we made sure we all felt good about. You know, a song that we were like, we can take this to radio or we can do that. We can we can do a music video for this or, or we can play this live. There's not a single sleeper track 
in our opinion on the record mm. that we can't use you know even now do you still feel that because i know of course in the long work and the build that you have to get to the actual release date to send it out into the world that there yeah. can almost be a sense of apathy that sets in about your old music that then might be re reinvigorated when you finally get to the release sure yeah 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 um I still feel that way. You know, oh, I still jam, the, still jam the record pretty um, religiously. You know, I took a, a minute, like uh, uh, three, four weeks uh, to kind of just not, you know, not to give it a break and, and revisit it right before this release. And we jammed uh, it as a whole in the van on the drive um, a couple nights ago. And, uh, you know, it, it's a cool feeling when, when everyone's like, yo, turn this part up or <laughs> uh, my favorite track go back let's hear that part again like everyone feels very confident in what we've and what we've done um so uh yeah brother Is there one track in the album then in particular that hasn't been released yet, of course, that you are most interested then to hear what the listeners are going to think? And if so, why that track? Um, searching. Oh. Searching is, it's, it's a very easy, that's an easy one. Um, searching is undoubtedly uh, probably my favorite song on the record. Um, it is very different from anything the band has ever done. Um, it is uh, recorded on an eight string it's drop tuned down to the depths. It's very low tuning, but it is a very ethereal, um, very slow emotional song, which which makes it very unique. It's it's not quite like something we've ever done. Mm. Um, and this song is, you can feel what I'm feeling in this song. I was very passionate about every word that came out of my mouth on this song and all the lyrics and the writing and, and everything that I've done. Um, you can hear that and, and that's that's one of them songs and it's it's one of those moments when you can connect in that way even for me i still go back and i'll listen to it and it will give me goosebumps because it's just i, I felt so strongly about every word that i was saying in the song um it's uh sonically it's it's again it's very different and it's it's just a, a very uh, different from anything and, and I'm repeating myself it's, it really is just very different from anything we've done before and to hear what the fans think of something like that out of a song like this that's a little out of left field um i'm very curious i i, I it's it's very um you know reminiscent of of early 2000s um pod style stuff like like the satellite <laughs> record like very you know um just lots. It's a ride, man. It's a really good song. I I, I love it. I really do. It's, it's probably it's probably my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, piece of work that I've I've ever written. Oh um, wow! Yeah, I, I'm just very proud of that song. You know, so we'll we'll see. You know, I hope it, again. You can't fake genuine. Um, so I think fans who are are going to come into this and be open uh, open minded about the release and they hear searching and they're like, wow, like that's a song that's that's i believe him this is all very genuine and, and again it goes back to the release as a whole everything is very organic everything is very genuine so um searching is that song man I, and i hope fans dig it as much as i did creating it i've been sitting on it for quite a while <laughs> 
That's incredible. It really is. I do, of course, know the song. And I really want to stress this and add to this, that on its own, individually, if you heard it, it is a stunning piece of music. But in the context of the album as a whole, and listening to it as part of the entire body of work there, it makes it extra, extra special. Um, I'm glad you love it so much. It, uh, it is an incredible, incredible track. And I think it's going to go, you. I think it's going to be turn out to be long-term one-off for the Fallen Dreams and most iconic tracks. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I I, I believe that as well. So um, we just take each day as it comes and and, I, and, uh, and enjoy the ride and, and let the songs do what they're supposed to do. And that's move people. Well, it has been such an incredible ride to date. Um, obviously, For the Fallen Dreams has been around a while. And I wanted to ask, get your opinion on this. What is it about For the Fallen Dreams and specifically that you think has allowed you such longevity? I think a big chunk of that is just, you know, um, believing in, in what you're doing, not having, you know, and I've, I've said this to people before, so if you have any advice for young musicians or, you know, um, anybody who's looking to start a band and, and, and I, and I always come back to, you have to love this really mm. do because there's so many ups and downs, you know, for us being on 15 years since our first release, um, and close to 20 years since the inception of the band. You really have to love this, man. We've had a lot of people come and go. Um, we've had uh, but our mainstays of, of the guys in this band believe in what we're doing. There's no there's no plan B. There's no plan C. It's, it's, it's plan A, and that's to make sure that we're able to live out um, our lives through our art and that people can connect with it. And then with that comes success. With that comes all the rest of the fun stuff. But but first and foremost, it's just believing in what you do. Um, and and I love this band. I've been a part of this band since I was a senior uh, in high school. You know, so I believe in what we're doing. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. You know, so um, I think it's just that, man. I, longevity comes with with persistence and, and just the love for what you do. You know, um, that adversity of the ups and downs gives you that, you know, it gives you that that jumpstart every now and again. And for this record, it speaks the most true because after the pandemic, you know, we had, everyone had so much time to reflect on who they are, who they want to be. Are they on the right path? Do they love what they're doing? And, you know, I'm no different uh, uh, to, to that by, by, by just going through and thinking, is this where I want to be? Is this what I love to do still? Is this, is this just something I'm doing because, I'm used to it or am I doing this still because I love it? And I always came back to, I love this. I love creating music. I love, you know, just, just pushing the envelope and trying to become better. I love that challenge. And and, in doing this record, it was my biggest challenge yet. Mm. And um, it just showed me that, you know, like I will continue to do this. And and for the fallen dreams is my platform. This band has been through so much over the years and, and to continue this band into a new era uh, with our seventh album you know not a lot of bands can say they've they've done seven records as it is so just to be here uh i'm very humbled um just to be here is is a blessing and each day to to be able to come out and play shows uh for fans and talk to fans and be putting new music out and talking to them about the new record it's it's uh it, it's truly a great thing man and I, and I believe that this band will continue to um to push the envelope and hopefully be around for another uh, 15 years when I'm a lot older. 
<laughs> plenty, plenty, plenty more time. Um, I can't wait. Chad, we reached a point in the interview now where it's a quick fire round, where we have a cool. random pool of like 500 questions and we randomly pull 10, just 10, not 500 to be the answer, just 10, that can be <laughs> both serious and silly. And we just throw them at you and uh, answer them how you please. Cool. Okay. Got it. So the first one then, it's actually a serious one. A moment in your career that made you realize you were turning a few heads. Um. A big, a big, right out the gate, man. Right out the gate in 2008 when we dropped our first record. We put that, we put um, uh, our brothers in arms up on our MySpace page and it just blew up. And I remember being a kid and, and releasing that first record with Rise Records and putting up our first first songs off our first full official uh, release and um, people just lost their minds and they were like, this, it was, it was game changing. It was you know, it was the uh, changes was a record and uh, Brothers in Arms is one of those, you know, nostalgic cult classic tracks right out the gate. And um, being a young kid is like, whoa, like this is real. People love this. <laughs> like, and, and the shows following right after, you know, were, were, were insane. So those moments and playing that song for the first time and having everyone know those words to that song because it did so well was definitely that moment where I was like, wow, this is we're doing something here and that paved the way for what we're still doing to this day amazing your earliest memory of playing a video game uh i remember playing um frogger on atari <laughs> um you remember atari you're an older guy of course yep yeah i remember playing frogger and centipede on, on an atari at my grandparents house um they they lived in a house that my grandfather built, um, and everyone was sitting around uh, by the fireplace. I remember, and it was middle of the day, and I remember being I don't know how old I was. I had to been maybe four, mm. five, maybe maybe, and uh, playing Frogger, uh, just that joystick, that red little joystick. So that's my first uh, video game uh, memory. Yep, going back a bit there. Have you ever witnessed something unexplainable in in your life? Um, I'm a huge component or uh, just a believer of, of, uh, the supernatural, um, mm -hmm. very deep into that stuff with, with my wife, we were both very, you know, very, uh, in tune with our surroundings and energies and all that type of stuff to get real mm -hmm. hippie on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so there has been some things that have happened, just, uh, like residual energy in places we've been where we've known people that have passed and things kind of happening. I remember just, just a quick one off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was Christmas of 2016, and uh, my wife and I were sitting in in her in her uh, uh, townhome at the time, and um, she had she had a friend that had had, had passed, and um, we were talking about her. It was very very emotional talk. They were great friends, and um, mm. it was Christmas. There was no air on. There was no door open, and all of a sudden the Christmas tree just shook. And that was, that was something that was, we were like, okay, that really just happened. There's like talking about her and then the Christmas tree moving was just very, very crazy. Um, so we'd like to believe that she was saying hi to, to her or us or whatever it was. Yeah. So that's, that's one of those moments. That's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What's your go-to pizza order? 
go-to pizza order. Mm. I've recently cut out uh, like red meat out of my diet completely. So before that, um, it was a sausage, green pepper, onion, black olive. So kind of like a Supreme style. Now um, it is, um, now it is, I guess, everything but the sausage. So uh, it is green pepper, onion, <laughs> black olive, and um, I'll do like mushroom, metal. That'll keep it. I'm not vegetarian, but so that's that's usually the go-to. <laughs> yeah, they're nice pizzas. Uh, what's been your favorite holiday destination to date? Oh boy, let's see here. Um, I love that. I when you've been touring around too, you know that holiday means vacation. So most people yeah. like holiday. Oh, it's oh yeah, of course. I love that. Vacation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Read you loud and clear, man. So my uh, my favorite holiday thus far in thirty five years. Um, <clears throat> my wife and I went and uh, visited. Um, I guess it wasn't even really that crazy of a trip, but uh, when we first were to, uh, our first like year uh, together, we were always. I was. She lived across country, so I was always visiting her, and we would just go take like week long vacations in like San Diego or uh, Laguna Beach. Uh, so Laguna Beach is is a very special place for her and myself. Uh, so we all that that's one of those trips, man. Laguna is is uh in orange county and it is such a crazy like uh setting in in california you're driving through the mountains and then all of a sudden it just opens up into this big like surf town and you're right on the you know right on the water the water is beautiful the waves are huge um so laguna beach is is one of those stops uh that I, that i love and probably one of my favorite uh, holiday desti- uh, destinations oh, wonderful wonderful what about a bucket list band for For the Fallen Dreams to one day share the stage with? Um, Limp Bizkit, man. Limp Bizkit is my favorite band of all time. So I would oh, love, really? love, oh, absolutely. I would. Uh, now that I say that, now you can listen to the record and be like, okay, I know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Limp Bizkit, man. Uh, Fred Durst is 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 uh is a, was has has been and still is like a huge inspiration for me as a vocalist. He's one of the guys that kind of paved the road for me. Uh, to feel comfortable um, as a, a singer, screamer guy. Um, them or Mudvayne. Mudvayne's another one um, that would be really rad to do a tour with or or do uh, some routing dates, whatever it may be. You know, we've, we've played some of the festivals, but I don't really count festivals because there's mm. 200 bands sharing the stage with any given killer artist. I mean, if, if that's the case, you know, we've done plenty of European pe- festivals where uh, you know we we've shared the stage with Motorhead, and that's yeah. when Lemmy when Lemmy was still around, and so so that in itself is super crazy. But to do a tour wise, uh, we're gonna go uh, Limp Bizkit. Oh, cool, cool, cool! I love that, I love that. I don't think anyone would be expected unless they kind of know your ins and outs of your uh, personal life. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You wake up in the morning. What's the first thing you do? Um, first thing is I usually check the laundry list of emails that i get each day from <laughs> from, from uh, managers or the label or or pr stuff um that's usually the first thing i do um after that it's 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 the coffee brother where's my coffee i gotta get this day going now i don't i don't answer the emails first but i'll first my i'll see all the notifications i'll see them and i'm like oh good lord i'll put my phone down and then i'll grab my coffee yeah then you'll deal with that stuff afterwards absolutely absolutely all right, there's four seasons in a year. What is your favorite and why? It's fall, man. Fall all day, every day. It's beautiful. 
it's nice and chilly. You can wear a t-shirt, you can wear a long sleeve, you can wear a hoodie. You got bonfires, you got the, the, the changing of the leaves. It's, it's no question, man. It's, it's fall every day, all day long. Right, penultimate one. What was the last horror movie you saw, but it had to have had an effect on you? Maybe you got a bit scared. Maybe you got a bit thrilled. Maybe you got a bit chilled. Can you remember one? I'm a horror. I am a horror movie uh, um, extraordinaire, man. Like that's that's go to. Ah. I'm always yes, literally at all times. I just I did a podcast with a guy, um, great dude, uh, Zach. I believe his name is. Uh, he's called mm. it's called Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks. So it's a horror film uh, podcast, but we still talk about music. So check that oh, out nice. too. It's Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks, super killer podcast. Um, but the last one I saw. I guess that I'm a hard sell with horror movies. It mm. takes a lot. It takes a lot to either draw me in or kind of freak me out. Um, but Hereditary had those moments where I was like, okay, this is this is this is a bit much. I think the scene at the end. Have you seen Hereditary? Mm. The at the end when she's like on the ceiling, banging her head against that door. That part is wild, man. That was one of those moments, and I haven't been you know creeped out from a horror movie or like a suspense movie like that in a very long time so uh that scene in, in hereditary was 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 up there um for sure it comes up so often when i talk to people who are big horror movie fans <laughs> who watch a lot of modern stuff hereditary if not hereditary or midsummer is often the other one ari lester's other movie that tends to be the ones that people go sure. oh yeah those were the good modern ones because i'm sure maybe right. you'll agree with me there's a modern horror it can be very difficult to find somebody that really stands out. Very difficult. I think uh, the the we'll we'll go off a quick rabbit hole with this real quick. Um, yeah. The, the new Evil Dead remake, um, or the remake that they did in what was it, 2015, 2016, That was great. I loved it, man. They did a great job, uh, and I'm really looking forward to the the new one that's coming out in April. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, the Conjuring franchise. There's there's some duds in there, but there's some there's some real like the original one, the first one is is a great movie. Um, so yeah, modern horror is tough, man. Uh, the OG stuff is 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 tried and true, so it's it's a little bit harder though to find uh, good ones these days. Everybody's done everything. That's the problem. That is the problem. It's either jump scare, possession stuff, or slasher stuff. So we'll okay. see. Maybe maybe they'll mix it up. I don't want to get, as I said, don't want to go on too much rabbit hole, get off topic. We've been doing this for a little while, but I have to quickly follow that up and say, of all the different styles of horror that do exist, is there one particularly that you dislike the most? That I dislike the most? Mm. Um, let's see here. I'm not too big on slasher films. Oh, okay. I'm just that, like, the, I like, like, Scream and some of those, but, like, slasher films, I... Like a guy in a mask type thing. It's like I need something weirder than that. I need, I need, I need something off. You know, like the thing is one of my favorite horror movies. So if that paints the the picture of the type of stuff that I'm that I'm into, um, you could, I guess, you couldn't really can. Can you consider Friday the Thirteenth? Is that a is that a, a slasher? Is that a slasher? Film? I would call that a slasher. Yeah, but it's like a supernatural slasher though right yeah it's got that supernatural stuff that comes yeah like as the franchise goes on it gets pretty out there right so that's tough though but we'll, 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 slasher is probably one of my least favorites no fair enough i get you i get you all right last one i'm gonna let you get on with the rest of your day across the entire back catalog of four to fallen dreams 
you have to choose just one song that sums up the band sound perfectly to a brand new listener. They come to you and say, hey, play me one song. What would you choose? I got the rest of my band staring at me right now. Like, what's it going to be, buddy? What you going to say? Um, That is tough, man. Seven records, probably over 100 songs. It's one song to sum up mm. for the phone. Uh, for a new listener, too. So we got to we gotta incorporate some stuff that has some, some singing in it. Mm. But we also have to incorporate some stuff that's very heavy. I think a good blend of that. And, and the best aspect is going to be something off heavy hearts. So we'll, we'll narrow it down there. Um, ooh. <laughs> question. Uh, we'll go either dream eater or emerald blue, because those are both very heavy tracks, but they're also very melodic, but they also have some texture and singing to it. Um, they have good guitar work. Um, insane drumming so it's got a little bit of taste of everything so we'll go with either dream eater off heavy hearts or um emerald blue fantastic fantastic it's amazing okay so we're here two days away at the time of recording from the release of the seventh self-titled brand new album chad thank you so much for taking the time to do this it's been an absolute pleasure good luck with the rest of the tour good luck with the release and i hope you enjoy the game thanks so much appreciate you brother thank you for having me Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?